It's a, it is an honor and a privilege to stand in the house of the Lord this morning and to bring an encouraging word from God. And before we get started, I want to bring my wife up here for a second and share something. My wife's name is Letha. And I'm going to read my notes here on some of this because I don't want to miss any of this. A couple of weeks ago, I asked her if she would stand up here with me for a minute. And she said, absolutely, yes. She didn't ask why. She didn't ask if I was going to have her say anything. She just said yes. She's the coolest person I know in my life. And I don't know anyone more that loves Jesus Christ than she does. She never asked me what I wanted her to do or anything. But the reason I brought her up here this morning is, is because our hearts break for marriages in this body and in the body of Christ. Being married has to have a very strong foundation. We say that we are soulmates, but here's the truth. Her soulmate is Jesus Christ, and my soulmate is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, we, we are soulmates through Jesus Christ. Almost 13 and a half years ago, we got married. Before we got married, we lived together. You can read into that however you want, and it's true. Here's one of our great sayings. This, I'm not going to give them easy. Both of us saved living in sin. God's word is very clear about that. Some people think it's okay. But God's word says it's fornication, and sex before marriage is fornication, and that is sin. Long story short, she repented, I repented, and we got married. Sunday after we got married, I was sitting about where Jim Brown's sitting. Eva Gerber was preaching a message. I have no idea what she was preaching about. Can't even tell you. But the whole time that I was sitting there, the Lord said, I want you and your wife to go to the altar and repent as one. The whole service, the whole service would not let go. So do you know what I did? As soon as the service was over, we walked through that back door with my mask on. All happy, all glad to be here. We walked out in the parking lot, got in our car with my mask on. 
We drove home to Kingston where we lived with my mask on. Never said a word to each other. The Lord's still dealing with me in that. You should have repented as one. I pull in our driveway, put the car in park, and she says, Brian, I believe the Lord wanted us to go to the altar and repent as one. to make sure that the foundation of this marriage is not built on sin. That this marriage is a forever marriage. And I put that car in reverse, and we drove right back out here. We come through those doors with tears coming down our face. There was people still praying here at this altar. And we came to the altar and we repented as one. Compassion means, if you want to know what the real meaning of compassion is, it means when someone else hurts, you hurt the same. And when we hear of something in this body, of a marriage that's struggling, our hearts break. It really truly does. And I just want to give a word of encouragement this morning. That if you need to repent as one, I don't care if you've been married two days, 50 or 60 years. If you need to get that settled today, get it settled today. Father, we just thank you, God, for this morning, Lord. God, we just thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, God, for your love. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, God. And God, as we pray, God, over the marriages of this body, God, we pray over our marriage, God. Father, we pray, God, that you will just supernaturally touch the marriages of this body, God. Father, we pray, God, over the communication, God, and the relationships, God, that you will increase that, God, that your word will come alive, God, in our marriages, God. God, that our marriages will change this day, God, to the good, God. Our marriages will change to glorify you, Lord. God, I thank you, God, for the testimony that we have, God, that we can share, Lord, God. Father, even though we do fall short, even though we do sin, God, our our foundation is built on you, God. Father, we just thank you, God. We praise you, Lord, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And that's where I want to start the title of this message today. Will you be the same as you came? Will you be the same as you came? Go to your Bibles and turn to Luke 8. Eight 
40 is where we'll start, and we're going to read through 48. And Amy, if you'll go ahead and put that picture up. I've showed this picture before, but I only had a couple minutes to talk about it, and I want to talk a little bit more about it today. The name of this portrait is called Checkmate. And there are many stories about this portrait, but I'll just share the one that I have here. The game of chess is made up of a board and many pieces. You have your pawns, your rooks, your knights, your bishops, and you have a queen and you have a king. Each piece has its place, and the pieces can only move a certain way at certain times. And the object of this game is to capture the king. And in this picture to the left, the artist painted the devil. And as you can tell, he has a smirk on his face, a smile. And in the middle is an angel of the Lord. And on the right is a person that is totally defeated and has no idea what to do, thinks that he is done. There's a chess tournament in another country every year, and this portrait is hung there. And on this one tournament, there was a professional chess player that had gotten done with his game, and him and his friends were going to go to lunch. And as he walked by this portrait, he stopped in his tracks and stared at the picture. And his friends were going, come on, let's go, let's go. And he said, go ahead, I'll catch up with you. I'll catch up with you. As we read in Luke 8, starting in verse 40. So it was when Jesus returned that the multitude welcomed him, for they were all waiting for him. And behold, there came a man named Jaharis, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter, about twelve years of age, and she was dying, but as he went, the multitudes thronged him. And now a woman having a flow of blood for twelve years, who had spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed of any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes throng and press you, and you say, Who touched me? But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived, for I felt power going from me. And now when the woman saw that she was not hidden, 
she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she was healed immediately. And he said to her, Daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. And I want to this morning look at verse 42. Jesus had just returned and was welcomed by thousands. Then a guy says to him, hey, my daughter is dying and I beg you to come to my house. Hurry, hurry. And Jesus went and was thronged. And I don't know about you, but I looked up the word throng to see what that meant. And, a great, and what thronging means is a great number of people, a crowd together, a tight fit to assemble in large numbers, to fill with a crowd. And what I, what I want to do here is I want to grab somebody, if Jim and Patrick and Matt and Josh, Keith, you come up. This is what I thought, this is a small thing of what, when I was studying this, what that probably was like. Matt, if you'll play Jesus. <laughs> In the middle. And as this crowd, here's a guy that came, here's a guy that came and said, hey, my daughter's dying, you need to come now. And there's thousands of people, and Jesus is trying to get through this crowd, and he's being thronged, and just walk a little bit. I think that it was so difficult. I just want to give you the picture of where Christ was with this multitude around him, how it was, how it was to try to get through that. I want that picture of Christ trying to get through these thousands of people to go where there's a dying daughter. Okay? Thanks, guys. Thank you. I can just picture it as being very, not even being able to move. Verse 43, I want us to look through our spiritual eyes. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for 12 years, who has spent all of her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any. When I looked at this, I know we've heard teachings about faith and faith got her through and that's we're going to hit that. But as a man, I looked at this and said, how can a flow of blood minister to me? And a flow of blood, I know what a flow of blood is because I take Plavix and I take baby aspirin and when I shave sometimes I can nick a place and it doesn't stop for probably 30 minutes and I can tell you that is very aggravating especially if you're going somewhere 12 years 
a flow of blood means it didn't stop. It was continual. Basically, bleeding to death. Look through your spiritual eyes. Bleeding to death. Spent all of her time going to the world saying, heal me. Heal me, world. Heal me, world. And the world couldn't. It says it right here in God's Word. That the world couldn't. What does this mean? What does the flow of blood this morning mean? I believe it means this was her issue. This was her issue. The 12 years of flowing blood was her past. Who she is. It was her identity. How people knew her. Her destiny. Her life. Her every day. Her idol. Her every thought. Then one day, one day, one divine moment, she fought through that crowd that no one could get through. And touched, didn't touch him, just touched his clothing, and the bleeding stopped. Her past was turned to her future. Spiritualize. It's amazing how much of us, all of us, have that deep place that no one knows about. That deep, deep place that I'm not going to share. I'm not going to let anyone know. My question this morning is, what is our issue of the past that is keeping you from your future? The question this morning is, what is the issue of the past that is keeping you from your future. I said, God, in the spiritual world, the battle that is keeping me from my future. God, I am in a fight this morning, and I want my issue to stop today. If I could get Jim and Patrick to come up here and Josh and Matt. Keith. And I'm going to be this person that's trying to get through the crowd to try to get to Christ. And if I could get you guys to I could get you guys to stand across here.
and I'm going to try to get through you guys. Face that way. If you guys can come back here a little bit, I'm going to try to fight through you. This morning, saying, God, I want this issue to stop today. And I don't know what the issue is this morning, but I'm going to mention some of them. God, I deal with anger, and I'm trying to get through this crowd. I'm trying to get to you, God. I can't stop. God, I've been rejected all my life. I can't stop. I'm trying to get through. It won't stop. God, I'm thinking about committing adultery. I've been thinking about it for years, and I can't stop. I can't stop, God. Father, I've been thinking about committing suicide. I can't stop. I have to get through to you. This issue just continues. This issue just continues, God. And I can't stop. I can't stop, God. I need your help. I need your help, God. Father, I've had thoughts of being gay. God, I can't stop, God. It just torments me. It torments me. My marriage is a mess. I can't stop, God. I just can't stop. God, I want to get through, God. I've been rejected by my mom. I've been rejected by my dad. I can't stop. I can't stop. It won't stop, Lord. God, help me. Help me, Lord. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Take it away, God. Take it away, God. Take it away. Oh, Lord, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is that where we're at? Is that where we're at? I've been molested. I've been raped. It's tormenting me. Male or female. I'm stuck in pornography. I can't get out of it. I can't shake it. No one knows. Will the flow of blood stop? My marriage has been a mess for years. My finances are a mess. They've been a mess for years. They won't change. I've prayed. I've had people pray for me. I can't forgive. I've lived with unforgiveness for years. I can't stop. God, is that who I am? Is that who I am? 
if I could just touch the border of his garment, I can leave differently. I can leave differently. My past will turn to my future. She dealt with that for 12 years. I know the things that I do. I know the things. And I've asked God. I know there's, there's places that hasn't came up that needs to come up. And I want to be delivered of it. I want to be healed of it. He's the only one. She was made well. Twelve years. Twelve years in that day. It all changed. It all changed that day. As the guy studied the picture... And he's still studying it. And his friends are walking away. He looks at it. And he keeps looking at it. And he keeps looking at it and studying it. It's wrong. It's a lie. The portrait is a lie. His friend says, What do you mean? What do you mean it's a lie? Because the king has one more move. The king has one more move. He's not defeated. The devil has not defeated him. The king has one more move. Amen? I'm here this morning to tell you that if you will allow the power of Jesus Christ to flow out of him into you, your life will change. It was amazing. People were just touching him. There were thousands trying to knock him down. But that one touch, he knew. He knew that one. He felt the power come out of him. God, I declare myself, I declare today that I am not walking out of here this, the same that I walked in here this morning. 20 minutes ago, my hands were frozen. I'm not going to walk out with cold hands today. I want to read something. I'm not talking to you as a preacher. I'm not a preacher. I'm just a guy that was asked to share God's word. That's all I am. And I love Jesus Christ. That's it. I love to see people. I know what God's done for me. I know he's real. I got saved 16 years ago and still to this day he's as real as he is then. And he don't stop. 
May the Lord answer you in the day of trouble. May the, may the, may the name of the God of Jacob defend you. And may he send you up and help. May, may he send you help from the sanctuary. And strengthen you out of Zion. And may he remember all of your offerings. And accept your burnt sacrifice. May he grant you according to your heart's desire. And fulfill all your purpose. We will rejoice in your salvation in the name of our God. We will set up our banners. And may the Lord fulfill all your petitions. And now I know that the Lord saves his anointed. And he will answer him from, holy, from his holy heaven. With the saving strength of his right hand, some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They have bowed down and fallen, but we have risen and stand upright. Save, Lord, and may the king answer us when we call.